was Cracking Lovely People. It's the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. If you're a new listener, you can grab an episode on a Friday. It's a little cheeky kind of nutrition, lifestyle nugget you can take into the weekend. That's usually a solo pod. And then on a Monday, I release a podcast with a guest. So today, it's a guest podcast. I've got the fantastic Anna Sward from Protein Pal. She's going to do a really, really good job to give you a bit of a background on, on you know what Protein Pal is as a company, what they do. So yeah, Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. How exciting! Yeah, and we and we well, I think I found out about what you do and and what you're interested in through through Ben and when you used to do his podcast. Um, God, that was a little while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it's so long ago. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I still stay in touch. He sometimes when he's in London, we do a little bit of training together. But yeah, how are you getting on? Okay, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing really good. We're getting ready to launch a new range of cookie doughs, so it is very exciting and one of those things where there's going to be so much kind of material and content and cool marketing so it's you know a lot of gathering of video and a lot of photography shoots so that's kind of what i'm up to now ah nice and um if you did you want me to talk about how this whole world of madness (laughs) started up yeah i think so because it'd be cool to to hear about the most recent project and then maybe give the listeners a, a little bit of background about you know how things started as well that'd be good for a few minutes yeah cool so well I guess let me go back to the beginning which is I started cooking with protein powder at a time where it was considered really really weird mm. <laughs> um, back in you know I've been cooking with it for a long time because my dad um, has always been really into nutrition and weightlifting and training so I grew up with you know tubs of protein around the house and, you know, around 15 or so years ago, which is a long time ago now, um, I, I started joining him at the gym and learning about nutrition. And something that really bored me about protein powder was the fact that most people use it for a shake and then you drink it and then that's it. Whereas I loved eating and food and really, really tasty um, snacks. And so I started using it for making cakes and pancakes and all kinds of things you can imagine, kind mm. of giving quote-unquote unhealthy as in really sugary or fatty foods a makeover um, by using protein powder and fruits and vegetables and nut butter and, and so on so back when I was at doing my undergrad at university I was in St. Andrews up in Scotland and it's you know really small uh, it's a small place it had one health food shop and this is you know before 2006 because I'm I'm really old now huh. so, so I used to go and buy my my protein powder there from the one health food shop that was tiny and the old lady was behind the counter and back then protein powders were in these giant tubs with kind of muscle men on the cover and mm. you know it was a very man-centric muscle building thing and i would go in there you know regularly and buy these huge tubs of protein and she used to be like oh you know is this for your boyfriend and i'm like no it's for me yeah. um so you know, and then I used to walk around with it and kind of like, what is she doing with that? You know, it was it was perceived to be a very kind of this is what you buy if you want to bodybuild and, you know, turn into like a very big person <laughs> in mm. terms of mass. Mm. So uh, I was, you know, using it for all kinds of stuff. And then I did a, a master's and a Ph.D. And throughout all of it, you know, my kind of hobby and passion was training, nutrition and cooking. And I would go to class and have these Tupperwares full of, you know, huge cakes that I would eat for breakfast. And people would be like, oh, God, you know, are you eating a cake for breakfast? Like a frosted thing? 
you know, like, ooh, that's not that good. And I'm like, well, actually, this has, you know, beetroot and, and spinach and, you know, and they would taste it and be like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, it actually tastes like cake, but it's full on, you know, made with um, nutritious ingredients. So when I was doing my PhD, I was kind of um, going to the library a lot and writing the thesis. And on the last year, I needed a bit of a break. So a friend of mine said, why don't you start a website? Uh, you know, a blog about something you love doing. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Like, I don't really like just talking about myself. And she's like, well, no, just talk about something you're passionate about. So I'm like, well, actually, you know, training and nutrition and cooking creative food is what I'm really burning for. So I created this website thinking that nobody would read it, right? Other than like my dad (laughs) and like a couple of friends, you know? So if you go to the website now, um, proteinpod.com and you look there's a couple of old posts you know 2011 style and you can kind of see how it all started out and that it's stream of thought you know there's a recipe and it's like just loads of excitement and just you know craziness about you know look what i created it has you know um, broccoli and bread and you know so uh at the time you know around 2011 when the website started out there, most of the recipes made using protein powders were, you know, in the domain of bodybuilding forums. You know, you'd go in there and see pictures of objects, <laughs> you know, food that looked like not very appetizing. But, you know, it was back then the photography wasn't what it was today anyway. But what you tended to find in a lot of bodybuilding community was food made using protein powders, a substitute for flour, and it was food that you could tell like when you tasted it it was definitely healthy in the sense of you know it was grin and bear it kind of sacrificing taste Mm. for the macros kind of thing so i was completely opposed to that for me if food had to be enjoyable because if you want to eat better it has to be something that you can sustain and and enjoy so for me i didn't want people or myself to give up pizza like i wanted to eat pizza every day Mm. So I made a, a, you know, a version with oats and something that tasted just as good as a real deal, but with really nutritious. So sorry, I'm kind of rambling on. (laughs) No, no, it's perfect. And it gives everyone a bit of a background. Then I can dive in more specific questions. So maybe for people (laughs) that are, you know, people that are listening to this that have, you know, there's so much more access to protein powders now and people get samples and people go to events and gyms and all this kind of thing. So I mean, the market has changed completely, not just in, you know, back at the beginning when the when the website started out, I was getting, you know, I thought this was going to be like, like I said, a tiny thing that my dad read and it was just kind of for, for lols, <laughs> you know, done yeah. on the side. And then it started gathering massive momentum because I feel that there wasn't a platform that was compiling creative recipes for cooking. And I remember I got in touch with my protein you know, early 2011 or 12. And I said, guys, let's do a cookbook, right? Let's have a recipe section on your website. Like, you know, protein powder was protein equals shake. And at the time it was protein equals whey protein, right? So, or casein. There wasn't the veggie proteins were brand new and nobody knew what to do with it. So I'm like, guys, to the, my protein guys, before they sold the company, I'm like, um, guys, let's have a recipe section. Let's do a cookbook. And they're like, eh, you know, it's a bit weird. So at the time, nobody was really using you know protein as a way to create you know creative recipes and actually have fun with the ingredient it was just protein equals shakes equals muscle Mm. so i said fine well if you don't want to do it i'm going to self-publish a book so i 
wrote this book, photograph, illustrated it, got it printed in Italy, and it did really, really well. Mm. And you know, my website was getting a lot of traction, and I was connecting with the with the companies in the U.S. and Australia and so on to kind of push this idea of cooking with protein. And it, this was happening at the time where the vegetarian and the veggie proteins were coming out. Which you know, if someone is used to whey protein and they suddenly switch to pea protein, <laughs> there's an immediate sense of great disappointment because it tastes like peas, you know? Yeah. And with a milkshake with whey, you know, it's like a nice milkshake, but the veggie proteins, it's like, ooh, you 100%. know? 100%. Especially in the early days, it was, you know, all in Sweden. So I was giving people the the, alter- the information they needed to really use those proteins in, in ways that made them shine, like, you know, pea protein is awesome for breads and pizzas and muffins and so on so that was what kind of shone the spotlight on the website and what started me working with companies to do workshops with their I did a few workshops with Optum Nutrition and their athletes um Saracens and Scottish Rugby Mm. and we Mm. did London Tennis and so on and it was you know these guys would have protein powder in their gym kind of in a in a water fountain <laughs> yeah. scenario, you know, and they drink it all the time and, you know, but then we had this workshop where I walked in there, I'm like, guys, put on your aprons, we're going to make protein bars. And, you know, they're professional athletes, their routine is kind of train, 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 and, you know, eat well and goof around or whatever, but these guys did not cook, right? <laughs> no. So we started making all these bars and protein fluff, and it was just a really awesome experience. So that's what, for me, Pow was and remains a, a platform to have fun with food and mm. to discover new ingredients and to not be intimidated by by you know recipes and cooking. I had you know from the from the early days a lot of messages from you know young people and, and guys that you know said I just baked my first like cake you know <laughs> like, yeah. anybody could do it and it's just that sense of you know freeing people up from the idea that a recipe needs to be hard or complicated or follow very precise instructions so when the first book came out a u.s publisher got in touch and said we want to give you a book deal to do a big kind of proper book and i said okay so i wrote the book and my editor was like anna you're not like separating dry from wet (laughs) you're not you know you're not sifting the flour and i'm like well no i mean i'm i want to do this as easy as possible right i don't want to put any kind of barriers to people like approaching this way of cooking because mm. it's all about easy quick convenient and delicious so yeah end of monologue <laughs> that's kind of what started out the, the whole thing mm. okay so then to give people some 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 practical tips and things to take away like you mentioned there the pea protein is quite useful for breads pizza muffins maybe in your experience give a little bit of uh background on if someone has a whey in their house or if someone has a casein now people are using peanut protein um there's 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 hemp there's cricket so (laughs) i know those are kind of more on the periphery but you know most people now understand vegetable protein whey casein whereas if we had this chat a few years ago it would have been a bit more kind of uh yeah less known so what what are some of the things that 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 you make obviously people can go away and look at your recipes but but on this how can how can people get started yeah i mean now you know when you when you look at the the audience for protein powders you know it's so much more mainstream when you look at the messaging the way it's you know promoted and the availability of it i mean it's totally different panorama to what it was it used to be so niche and now it's you know Mm -hmm. you can go out there and find 
pea protein, whey protein, all kind like you were mentioning, so many different kinds. So for me, the biggest thing I always say to people is do not think of proteins as interchangeable because most of them are not, especially with whey protein and the veggie protein. So when when I do my cooking workshops, the first thing I do is I take out a glass and I put the same amount of protein in a glass. So you know, a scoop of whey goes in the glass and then a scoop of pea goes in another glass. Then you add the same amount of water to both. So right off the bat, doing that, you can tell what the difference is. So when you add water to whey protein, it tends to get a bit sticky and kind of, um, you know, it, it doesn't absorb the water. It just kind of t- turns milkshakey, milkshakey, but a bit, a bit sticky. And when you add the same amount of water to pea protein, pea protein will absorb all of it. Well, I guess it depends how much you add, but it will absorb a lot more than the whey and mm-hmm. turn really, really pasty. So, you know, seeing that visually, you kind of get an understanding of the reason why pea protein and a lot of the veggie proteins are better for baking is because they absorb a lot of the moisture and they help you retain it. Whereas whey protein tends to just make things sticky and dry. And if you've ever made protein muffins and just substituted a regular recipe flour for whey, the chances of ending up with like a weirdly sticky, dry baked good are really really high because you know whey just has the tendency to do that much more than the veggie proteins which absorb a lot of moisture so if someone sees a recipe that uses whey protein and they want to use pea protein i always say you have to you can do it but you have to reconfigure the whole recipe uh based on that Mm. because otherwise you know it's not a direct substitute so I have a cheat sheet I can send you if you have um, kind of uh, podcast resources after. For yeah, yeah, yeah. To check out Great. which ones are substitutable. And another thing that's really interesting, but this just gets a bit nerdy, uh, is the fact that depending on what source, especially for the veggie proteins nowadays, there's so much development uh, of, you know, kind of the technology behind the protein powders is it's creating a lot of different products with different viscosities for different applications. So now we're working on our cookie dough and it's made using pea protein. And, you know, we've tested around 15 different kinds from different suppliers that from the beginning, you kind of, you know, early days, you would get one kind of pea protein and that's it. Whereas now Mm. there's some pea protein, but this is more for manufacturers, I guess they're not as publicly available, but Mm. there's, really wild stuff that goes on behind the scenes because nowadays you see things like veggie meats and all these mm. you know products coming out so i mean that's just kind of an interesting side note thing but when it comes to consumer facing protein powders i'd say that we still get pretty similar kind of most pea proteins are barring taste it can be a bit different between the application wise they're pretty similar same with whey proteins but one thing I always say, too, is that when you think about protein powders like whey that are designed for a shake, right? So they often have things like xanthan gum added in mm. and other gums and so on that are designed so that when you add water, they mix well and then they kind of fluff up into a milkshake. And you have to think about those things when it comes to using that same protein for baked goods because protein powder has a ton of xanthan gum and you use it for making a muffin, your muffin can end up really gummy. We, we had this experience in a workshop that was sponsored by 
uh, one of the protein companies that use so much xanthan gum in their way. And I didn't know until they sent us a product for the workshop. And I'm like, why are all our muffins coming up like shoes? <laughs> like, mm. You know, like sole of the shoe kind of rubberized. Mm. And then, you know, I realized, turn the thing over and it's like xanthan gum, xanthan gum. Yeah. So, yeah, pay attention if you're primarily baking with um, protein powders, I'd say try to avoid one without gums. And I'm always of the philosophy that, you know, kind of avoid flavored and sweetened products because you can always flavor things yourself Mm. and sweeten as much as you like and using whatever you like best. Mm. Yeah, that that makes total sense. I think, you know, people people are wanting to know what goes into their to their foods and their and their supplements and their baked goods and things that they buy so it's so it's it's important that if you are making things yourself then yeah don't just overlook buying a protein powder and thinking that they're all the same and yeah, oh, the, yeah. you know the, the xantha gum and then like you said there if you're getting one that's plain you're not getting any other sweeteners or sucralose or all those other kind of things um that that you know you can add through some of the wonderful things like fruits and, and honey and all that kind of stuff so yeah, yeah totally there's freedom great there's more freedom to that so what do you have obviously you guys are, are doing this on a on a on a large scale you know you're manufacturing things you're, you're making recipes and products and things like that but what, what what would you have in your in your house you know as as staple ingredients that if you are going to whip something up they're they're always kind of a reach away yeah. so you know we can be i'll be really keen to get your your idea on some brands and proteins in a bit but i think maybe food products and ingredients what what oh, would you right. always suggest people have in in the house that you that you know they can they can just rustle up a few quick and easy snacks and things with oh totally so well be, besides fruits and veg and that kind of stuff um nut butter so nut butter will help you make your own protein bars and protein treats and you know truffles or even if you want to don't want to add protein to them, you can make, you know, protein, I mean, protein, protein, stuck on protein. Um, mm. You can use the nut butter to combine it with um, almond flour and so on. So I'd say nut butter, and I love almond, but some people like peanut butter best, or you can get, you know, almond, peanut, there's pecan out there. Mm. So nut butter, um, ground almonds, I use them a lot for not just making bars and truffles, but also to make pancakes. So if you add a bit of almond flour to your pancake batter it just makes it a bit more moist and tastier so i like that a lot um oranges uh for both eating the oranges and also because if you grate a little bit of the skin of the orange into your pancake batter again it adds a really nice complement to vanilla if you're also using vanilla essence which would be the next ingredient that is really useful and fun to have if you're making sweet things next to that i'd probably say coconut flour because it's so versatile for, again, bars, truffles, and also for pancakes and so on. But the most important thing to bear in mind there is that coconut flour needs to be treated with extreme moderation because if you use too much, suddenly whatever you're making can kill you (laughs) in the sense that it's so fibrous, you know? Mm. So you have to be, you add a tiny bit and then it's more than enough. So I use coconut flour in conjunction with ground almonds. And next to that would be psyllium husks are awesome for making things like tortillas and wraps so you can add them with psyllium husks a bit of egg whites you just kind of spread it thinly on a pan and then that turns into a tortilla Mm. so psyllium husks are really really fun and if anyone listening has kids you can make slime with psyllium husks which is awesome you you get the pan you add psyllium husks water and food coloring 
and you mix it around and it is the most fun slime ever mm. and it's you know food grade so not that you should have people eating it because it won't be that tasty but it's, it's yeah. a fun thing to have oh that's <laughs> awesome and then maybe just for people that haven't heard of psyllium husk you know can you give a short description on, on what it is for them yeah so psyllium husks are a fiber so they're they usually you can find them powdered or in you know their husked kind of seeded form so a lot of old people won't let's say older because I am old myself no I'm not that old but well old kind of grandparent style people Mm. Uh, not style but grand well older folk yeah um you get into that um would maybe you know I got to know psyllium husk for my grandpa because he would add it to his breakfast because of doctors ordered Mm. um because it's you know pure fiber and it helps with digestion uh it's not like a very sexy ingredient but it is very cool because it's pretty much just fiber like you know pure on fiber that you can add to your food but when you use it so say you drop a bunch of it on your sponge when you're doing the dishes it gets very gummy well not gummy more like gloopy Mm. so yeah just pay attention when you're washing it out so it's just pure and fiber and i recommend people get the powdered form Mm. as opposed to the husk form because husk just has the husk it's you know it doesn't get that inside is what makes things you know gelatinous if you're using it for wraps and um tortilla style stuff Mm. You can get that online on Amazon, and I'm, I think my protein has it too. Yeah. And you know, there's different sources from, but yeah, that's a cool one. That's in great. Moderation. Yeah, because I'm because you know, mince dishes, be that turkey, beef, you can you know they're canvas with great amount of vegetables, and then I'll you know once a week I'll definitely do a kind of whatever a wrap style tortilla style, and then I end up mostly just buying them, and you know that's, yeah. that sounds like that's pretty quick and then higher in protein and things like that as well need to definitely give that one a yeah goes. i mean it's almost like n- not calorie free but it's like you know almost extremely low calorie and it's fun yeah. way to add things to and it also i make some killer red pepper pancakes which i use as wraps and you can mush in the red pepper also to make tortillas but how i make my red pepper pancakes is also how i make my spinach pancakes and they're really cool and tasty and kids love them as well Mm. well if they're into i guess very bright colored savory pancakes but all you need is oats egg whites and the spinach or the pancake i mean the the pepper so just three ingredients mushed up until you get a batter and you fry it and it is so tasty with like chicken and cream cheese and vegetables on top and yeah i've been making those for for years and years and yeah, they're cool. <laughs> oh, good. And then and egg, very like red, yeah. Egg white wise, how how do you do that? Do you tend to keep the yolks separate? Do you buy egg whites? This is obviously from yeah, not not I'm, like I'm not business really, basis. I'm not like anti anti yolk. You know, some people. I whenever I post an egg white based recipe, it's always a comment. Hmm. What's wrong with the What's hmm. wrong with the yolks? Didn't you know that yolks? Are, and I'm like, guys, I love yolks, but yeah. I can't have like you know five yolks a day. No. Um, and I tend to buy the two chicks, yeah. the two chicks um, egg white stuff because I do not like throwing away yolks. It just makes me feel a bit sad, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like the really nice quality eggs. Yeah. You know, it's like a red yolk, and you're like, no. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, that's good. That's so good. And I'll link to. So I'll get the that nice cheat sheet from you. I'll get the red pepper and the spinach pancake kind of vibe down written in the show notes too yeah and i'll give you also i'll give you my anatomy sheet so whenever 
I've been doing workshops for, we start by making out, um, making out, <laughs> not making out. Yeah. We start by, <laughs> we start by making um, protein bars and truffles. So I have this anatomy sheet that walks people through what you need to make your own bars and truffles um, by basically freestyling. So, you know, you need to pick from this list and this list, and at the end you'll have your own stuff. So it's really easy and fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's wicked. So if we move away from, you know, some of the things that you create for the business and then some of the tips that you're giving to people as well, you being busy, business owner, mum, what do you eat on a daily basis when you're busy or what do you grab on the go evenings, you know, quick dinners, that kind of thing? Yeah, so I, um, I, well, one of the reasons I created the cookie dough is because I wanted to have a, a tasty snack. Um, in between meals I was filling and wasn't a protein bar full of stuff that I didn't want. So I eat that uh, pretty much between meals. So then for breakfast, I have, you know, egg whites with avocado and toast that I get from, well, Waitress started doing a really nice gluten-free bread just like a couple weeks ago. That's just lovely. Um, And then for lunch, I might have one of my uh, red pepper or spinach pancakes with you know, something mm. on top and also rice cakes. I love rice cakes with mackerel mm. and I love mayonnaise. So I add mayonnaise to <laughs> almost everything. Um, so sometimes when I have time to make the mayonnaise, I make it, um, other times mm. I buy it. Uh, then I have been, if I'm super busy, something that's very useful has been, you know how you can buy from Tesco and Waitrose, these, uh, steam salmon fillets that are just steam salmon and mm. not a bag but like a sh- shrink wrap mm. and then you just open them and boom salmon um <laughs> uh, but that's kind of you know when there's like no time uh, mm. but it's very convenient because you know it's salmon mm. i make a lot of salads and i love palmitos which are finally here uh and cool <laughs> so they're heart of palms uh and i don't have you ever had them i feel like a lot of people haven't had them no but it's something that um yeah I'm aware of because I've definitely yeah. watched especially with all these fantastic cooking shows and things like chef's table and all that that you can sit down and see all these different ingredients and how chefs and people are cooking with them around the world like you yeah, yeah and you, you can get them it. you can get them canned now from from Tesco and I you know I grew up with part of palms kind of around when uh, Latin America and so on and they're fun and really nicely complement asparagus okay and things like salads. So, and I also have a lot of refried beans, which again, I think is tied to my family and growing up with um, that style of food. Uh, but I love refried beans on yeah on everything. <laughs> oh, and then yeah, truffles and for snacks in between, I just make protein treats and have them with my tea or coffee yeah. to you know sustain me as the day increases in its madness. Oh, great. And can you, is the cookie dough something you're, you're going to release soon? Can, can we understand what goes into that? Is that a recipe? Is that something you guys are selling for people that are listening? How's it working? Yeah, so we're in the process now of listing it. So it's going to be in Planet Organic. Um, we're going to go to next year, probably uh, via Whole Foods. And we're chatting with a couple of big retailers to make it more widely available. So kind of fingers crossed. But the the whole idea behind it is to have cookie dough bars that are sold as bars that people can eat on the go or bake into cookies at home so it's kind of a versatile 
uh, product because that's what POW is about, fun. So last, well, actually, a couple years ago, we were on the verge of launching our own protein bars, but there was something that wasn't, that was just kind of keeping me a bit like, mm. it was, they were not, I mean, they were good, but there, there's so many protein bars out there, you know, mm. and I wanted something more fun, mm. if you know what I mean, more something kind of that mm. makes you more excited. So mm. that's where we started working on developing the cookie dough and making sure that it's, you know, we went down the plant-based route, which made it trickier because it's so much easier to work with dairy-based products in terms of flavor and mm. uh, how they work. So we were, you know, adamant to make it plant-based. So we based on that. So yeah, it's going to be through our website as well to start off, I think within a couple of well, definitely before Christmas. So, uh, yeah, hectic times, but exciting. Cool. Oh, definitely. Well, I'll get, you know, I'll, I'll definitely have to get my hands on some. And then that's, it's just something that gives people options. And especially um, in my day job outside of the podcast when I work as a nutritionist, the snack conversation is one of the first things we talk about. And I love that, you know, you're, you're going to use plant-based protein. You're going to be using a few other ingredients to make it. And it just gives people options. And then you can you can just have a bit of a roster in terms of snacks. You know, it's like using in the past the, the Greek yogurts, the dark chocolates, the, you know, now the, the protein bars and things are everywhere, but then it's also just refining it. And I think, yeah, cookie dough, it just makes people excited. And then also it is something different, isn't it? Whereas I think people assume some of these bars now, they're going to be dry or they're going to be very kind of uh, heavy whereas this sounds like it's a lot more yeah it sounds like it should be indulgent but then like you said it, it it's um it, it's still you know very nutrient dense which is cool yeah and i mean the thing that i love about it too is that it can be transformed so if people want to roll it into balls and kind of dip it in chocolate to make truffles that's possible yeah, there's so many possibilities for it yeah and it was just all based off of you know, when doing all these workshops and so on, I always make my protein bars with, you know, they're, we don't bake them, we just make a raw dough. And yeah. I thought, well, what if we could make this raw dough and, and sell that and make people not, you know, have mm. to make it to create their own bars? What if we could sell them the, the kind of body to make all these crazy foods with and, you know, have fun? Mm. So, oh. That's so good. Oh, great. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, that's yeah. fantastic. Okay. <laughs> So maybe maybe to round off the conversation, I'll, I'll obviously link everything that you've spoken about. But where where do you look for uh, foodie inspiration, or who do you like to follow, or or if there's anything in the protein space or ingredient space, obviously outside of the cookie dough, which is you know everyone yeah. should definitely check out. I I love. love so I'm not I'm not vegan myself. Um, love vegan style recipes for their creativity. So my favorite cookbook is the veganomican and i don't know if you've ever heard of it but it's like a vegan cooking classic and it's this fat book full of um vegan recipes that are just so creative like they have this recipe called almazon so it's like a vegan parmesan that is made with ground almonds and lemon zest and you're like what is going on like you know this is not gonna make something parmesan-y but then you make it and it's just this really unique and fun and cool uh, thing and it's just it's a very creative style of cooking to solve not problems but to create substitutions and you know they have things like bean fluff as a substitute for eggs which is also known as aquafaba so you make it by mm. using the water from beans for, mm. for like a can of beans you have mm. the you know the murky water 
and they just fluff it with like either regular or coconut sugar and then you have this like you know like a marshmallow style well more like whipped cream thing and it's like who thought of this you know it's so cool so yeah i i love the the inventiveness and creative you know cooking cool that you see in that space that's great and i think yeah that that became a lot more popular in the last few months because of the Great British Bake Off, they used that. They they made meringue out of that for one of their desserts. Oh, really? I didn't watch that. Yeah, it was interesting. So um, I, I was lucky because um, girlfriend out, outside of her work, she does a little bit of... She reviews food restaurants and things in London and she went to an event with Amazon and they got in touch with her because they sponsor the Bake Off. So they, oh, right. Yeah, they sent us this, like, hamper and we were like, what is this? And, and we opened it up and it was... <laughs> It was a vegan meringue, tropical fruit based, and it was the the show was on the Wednesday. And we got it on the Monday, so we kind of made this thing, and you know she loves cooking, and I was yeah. like, how's this gonna work? And it and yeah, we created the meringue with the chickpea juice, as I called it, and um, yeah, it was it was pretty legit. And she had like, uh, I'll send you a photo after the show. She had the um, tropical fruits on top and then the filling it was it was very coconutty very dense i think you could optimize that but the meringue um was fab like really isn't really... that crazy though it's like because you're making it and you're like no way it's gonna be good right yeah. like when you make that and you're like i'm yeah. gonna eat in water like you know spin this out like what am i doing definitely and it, yeah <laughs> i think i you... think that's yeah you could definitely do if you like if you looked at the filling i think your guys could make something wonderful with that but the topping and then the meringue you know was great so but oh that's decent yeah. i wasn't expecting you to, to to give that resource i think that's that's really nice and it's something yeah very... i just think it's you know for for me and pow like one of the thing was creating food that you're like no way is this gonna work like you know making brownies and mushing in like black beans and a beetroot you know yeah. you're like what am i doing yeah. and then you end up with like delicious brownies you know <laughs> it's that sense of yes you know like being a kid and cooking you're like whoa i made this 100 percent, 100 percent. oh good okay so everyone can everyone can obviously follow what you what you do is there anything else that that you want to let people know anything about or um have we covered everything i'll put everything in the show notes yeah, no, that's that's it for me. I mean, you can, um, if anyone wants to find out more about our cookie dough plans, um, it'll be on the website soon. Or if anyone wants to sign on to the newsletter, we're going to be doing some cookie dough events in London and letting people try it and giving up cookie dough and you know cooking dough parties and so on. <laughs> oh, cool. Do you do you know roughly like when when and where that's going to be? We'll just stay in touch. The launch itself. So end of well, the plan is end of November, early December for ourselves, and then going to independence and retailers and planet organic from january onwards so cool crazy times yeah fantastic oh thanks so much for taking 30 minutes and you know you're so passionate about everything <laughs> you do and i just i just wanted you know i wanted all, all my listeners to to hear that and i think you, you know you provided so much so much good information and i think it, hopefully everyone's going to go away and start getting in the kitchen and rustling up some good eats yeah, totally. Anytime. And, you know, if anyone has any questions or wants further feedback or advice on, you know, what to get or, you know, recipes to start out with or anything really, um, yeah, get in touch at Protein Pal. Cool. On Facebook and Instagram. And I think Twitter. Yeah, we got the, the three Protein Pal usernames. Woo. Oh, sweet. <laughs> okay. So all, all of the all of the handles. Nice. Yeah. Decent. I know the Twitter one took like two years, but you know patience my friend 
Yeah, hundred percent. No, cool. No, no, it sounds like you guys are. You have that good balance between being very thorough and methodical, but also being quite creative as well. So, no, it's Thank awesome you. stuff. Cool. All right. Um, thanks for your time. And um, guys, I'll link to everything as always. If you have the time to leave me a review or just sh- share the pod with someone, get someone making a beetroot brownie. Good effort. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll speak to you all soon.